0: Talk to you about um. Well, I'm going to share a lot of things. Um, speak, up. speak up. Am <laughs> I whispering? Sorry. A <coughs> volume. Let me just clear my throat. Get ready. I'm just going to start in uh, Colossians chapter three. Really, what I want to talk about is more. Uh, I want to unfold some more things about the resurrection of Christ in regards to the cross and the resurrection being seamless. And uh, last week, we talked about union with the Lord and how traditionally we think of sanctification, and I used the word deification. Deification. Instead of sanctification, and so I just want to stay on that theme a little bit. Uh, I'm going to share an experience that I've had some of you have heard, and of course we've got a lot of new people in here tonight, so I will either scare you out of here <laughs> and you'll never come back <laughs> or you'll be like, "Wow, can we get some more of that?" That would be great." but I just want to really be um, be cautious <laughs> in the fact I want to be no I don't want to be cautious I want to be conscientious and focusing on Jesus today because I am going to share stories that I I have I had an encounter and and it's it's something that happened 10 years ago it's something that happened so long ago but for some reason the Lord brought it back up in vivid memory to uh this week for me to share uh with you today so I just I'm going to encourage you it's going to be encouraging I promise and uh we're going to talk about things of the spirit. Listen, when Tori was speaking about the angels are being released, there's a reason why angels are being released in here today. I, I believe they're here every time that we gather, right? I believe that the supernatural power of heaven comes to visit us every time we gather, and we're graced with that. We, we really do. We have a, a, a grace to invite this, the, 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 the heavenly hosts here and to uh, engage with heaven and I think the church needs to learn to do that in a greater capacity in these days coming. How many of you know that? We can't live from the natural. Uh, your wisdom, let me just talk about wisdom for a minute, because the wisdom that we have uh, that is earthly and natural will not get us to where we need to go if we do not step into the supernatural. Paul in 1 Corinthians speaks of wisdom 16 times in the first three chapters of Corinthians. And he begins by, it's all about unfolding the cross. It's all about unfolding the, the foolishness of the cross. Mm-hmm. And so I really want us to just look at this, and, and we're, we're going to stay in, in Pauline influence till the book of Acts at the end. But I, I really want you to just look. If, we, if then, uh, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1, if, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above I just want to stop there. If you were then, because right, we go right to the other, set your mind on things above. I just want you to listen to me. The Lord said, if you've then been raised with Christ. I'm talking to you today about being raised with Christ. God is calling you to rise up. You've already been raised with Christ, but he's calling you to a, a mindset where you set your mind on things above and not on those things beneath because heaven is is really active in the earth. Actually, heaven is really active in you. If you have, if you understand that when you were born again, you were born from above, you would realize that you we don't we don't li- live on this earthly level or, or earthly plane of any sort at all. You really don't. But if you are walking in carnality, and I don't mean. In blatant sin, I just mean with a mindset that I live on this earth and I'm, I was born of this earth. And listen, you were born from above. Even when you were conceived, you were conceived in heaven first, before you came to this earth. So I want you to realize some things that the divine nature has always been your nature. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. You should be because that's the truth for you. And and really, as as soon as we come to this reality... We'll be walking in much more, much more. I know, there's degrees, right? No, there shouldn't be, really. There should be the cross. We're free. We're baptized. We're dunked. We come to we come to the raised knowledge that we are living, resurrected uh, in Christ. And through the resurrection, you have power over everything, over sin, death. I'll, I'll show you in a minute. I'll show you. Listen, there, there's places where God wants to bring you. That you cannot go in your natural mind and your natural wisdom. I just want to just just stay there. Listen, then Paul begins to speak 26 uh, times about the mysteries of Christ throughout the, the whole book of Corinthians, right? He begins to speak more and more on the mysteries of Christ, and this is where we trip. You're not getting graham crackers today. This is where we trip up. God wants to release something in our minds that will break. He wants to break things off of our minds so that we think of things. And I know, listen, there's practical things and there's the heavenly. But they both, they're not here and there. They go together. They marry. Your natural body, just as Jesus Christ came to the earth, remember last week, right? Jesus came down seven inches, I know, seven inches, out of heaven, Took on everything that you were. Were. And over here, you took on everything he is and forever will be. And so, when we get that revelation, that's a revelation. That's a revelation that we need to grab hold of. That's where divine healing flows from, that's where deliverance is complete. It's not 20 years, and I might be free. Hello. Okay, because there's been so much, like, ongoing work. I need 30 years of sozo, and then I'll be free. And I believe in the ministry of deliverance, but I believe there's something greater. Come with me. I believe that there's a, a greater understanding, there's a greater revelation if we could just really partake of it and it part, you're partaking of it with Christ, right? So every place where you feel like you lack, God is saying, no, no, no. Listen, I want you here. If then you are raised with Christ, I know, I haven't even got past the first scripture today, we're in trouble. <laughs> if, you, if, if then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, where he is, you are. Right? You are already there. It's not you die and you go to be with Jesus someday. No, you're with Christ right now. Yes, your, your body may die, the flesh may burn, and whatever, however you're going to get, you know, whatever, we're not going there. But the reality is that you are raised with him already. And so we need to come to that understanding because there's, there's, I'm telling you, the Lord wants to break the yokes that we carry, and the, the yokes are what we believe. I figured it'd be quiet on that one. The yokes are what we believe about ourselves, even about the gospel. It's a yoke. Jesus said his yoke is easy. It doesn't weigh you down. It doesn't bring you into religious thought. It doesn't break your mind. No, you have the mind of Christ. And you will walk in fullness the sooner we come unto complete understanding that we've been raised with him. You've been raised with him. And you are seated where he is. Right? Sitting at the right hand of the Father. That means you're a beloved son just like he is. You are a beloved son. Here's where we trip up. We think we need to do things, and I'm, I'm going I'm to clarify we need to do things to get access to the Father now. No. No. This is a lie. This is a lie that's been set up because of religious mindsets that think we need to do to get someplace. It's a lie. right, I'm just making sure you know it's a lie. Okay. And God does not want you to, he said, go back to Galatians chapter 3. He said, listen, I don't, who bewitched you? All of a sudden, now you have to go and do these things, and you have to be circumcised, and you have to do Jewish tradition to become, what, saved? To be with Christ? To be a Christian? No, no. You were raised... With Christ, okay. Then he says, set your mind on things above and not of the earth. And that's where I'm going to get back to, right? Because I'm just going to, can we just look at this for a second? I wasn't going to go, but let's just quickly look at uh, 1 Corinthians, because I just want to hit a couple things. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Oh, there's a lot of highlights. I'm just going to hit a couple things we we'll just start with verse 18. Just keep up with me. I'm going to just kind of fly around. I'll try and tell you where, where, what verse I'm pulling from. But for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, ready? Here goes Paul. He starts on wisdom. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where, where is the disputer of this, of this age? Has not God made, uh, has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in in the in the wisdom of God the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached by those who were believing. <laughs> Listen, there is such freedom in this guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is such freedom in this when we understand and know that what the foolishness of the cross, when the kingdom comes, it's upside down. It's the opposite of everything you think. The kingdom of heaven is here right now, and it is the opposite of what you think. When we think we need to rise up, (laughs) no, you've been raised God wants you to raise up rise up on certain areas in your life but he's not calling you to be in rebellion oh, All right. All right, let's go to 26. Same chapter. Chapter 1, you with me? Did I lose you already? Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. Did I, was I not clear? All right, these people over here need help. They all sitting near me? I don't know. Okay, verse 26 says, for you see your calling, brethren, not many wise according to the flesh. Get the flesh out of here. All right. Okay, where am I? Not many not many mighty, nor many are many are noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise. And the chosen and, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. Verse 29 that no flesh should glory in his presence. Verse 30 but of him who are in Christ, who became for us the wisdom of God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Stop. For those who became for us the wisdom of God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That as it is, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Ready? The Lord wants us to understand this. Listen, redemption, sanctification, and what was the other word? Righteousness, you've been given. It's a gift. And so we need to, the Lord has to break a mindset. You don't need to do anything. The Lord has to break a mindset that you are you you judge yourself unrighteous, that you judge yourself in in ways that does not liberate you, it binds you. Ready? Now there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus, right? The Lord is wanting us to live from the power of God and not trying to work ourselves into the power of God. I have to. I'll just stop for a second. Really, I'm gonna. I'm gonna share testimony, and and this is something that happened that I, happened to me. And when I say this, I feel like it's like Paul. Like whether I was in the body or not, I don't know. But I know I'm in. <laughs> That's how I feel. This one went because when I'm telling you the experience, it was like this. Like like this. Eyes open. It wasn't I had a vision. No, I had a vision while I was in this. While, I, while a heavenly being came to me, and I don't say this really. I don't want to boast in the experience. Oh, because listen, God speaks to everyone differently. God wants to speak to you. we have to figure out our language that we communicate to God with. Ready? It's knowing the language which you speak to the Lord. So in about 2008, I don't know why 2008, I had like crazy dreams, I had encounters. It was just like a off, over the top year. I think maybe I lost my father the year before, so maybe that had something to do with it. But it was just it was constant, like it was a year. And I'm like, God, what was I eating then? Like, <laughs> 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 so, more bro, I don't know. I wasn't doing anything If anything. I'm more intense now, right? About studying and and, and inhaling the word. So I'm I'm saying this because when this happened. There was no reason for it to happen. And so if you don't believe me, that's, I'm fine with that. It's okay. But I'm telling you, it was like this. It was flesh. It was like, I know, I'm, but literally, literally, God, an angel of the Lord showed up in my office. That was in Beverly. And I could not, I could not move. But before it happened, I was in this attitude of, God, I don't really care what you do you want to speak to me? Bye. I went back to take a nap. And boom, the whole atmosphere changed in the room. I say that to say this, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Yes, I continually, I was seeking the Lord. I was, you know, I'm I'm pursuing Jesus but we think we've got to fast 40 days to have an angelic experience or experience the Lord. I can tell you, tonight if you go home and ask the Lord and posture your heart before him, he could show up at any given moment. True. Or, like me, say, speak if you want. Boom. So I lean back. And as I lean back, the whole atmosphere changes in the room. and it be And literally... The ceiling is gone, and I am open-eyed like this, and I saw something out of the corner of my eye, something, (laughs) something 12 feet tall towering over me, yeah, and you're like, oh, I want this, really, 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 I was, honestly, I was so, the fear of the Lord came on me so strong, I'm like, what is happening right now? And where am I, and am I, am I, literally, I'm trying to figure out where I am, and if I'm even, where am I? Am I gone? Did I have a heart attack? Where did, what, I was about to. (laughs) I promise you. And this, this being shows up and just is like standing over me, and when I say a being, it wasn't like a little angel, happy angel, you know. No, this dude was, he was jacked and he was ready to go. And he, and he basically, he gave me an <laughs> he gave me a little schooling. But what he did was he offered me an opportunity. And he began, and, and how many of you have heard this story before? No one, a couple people in the room, okay. He offered me an opportunity, and when he pulled, he pulled something out from underneath his cloak... And it was like this. And it was teeming with light. Like, when I say color, light, I can't even describe. Things that happen in heaven you don't understand. You don't know where they're, you know, it's not of this world. Anyway, that's that. But I say that because that opened up to me and he said, this is all the knowledge that's in the world. This is all the knowledge and wisdom that's in the world. And I was like, really? That's good. That's good. And he asked, he said, do you want to be plugged into that which is, is plugged into the Father? All wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And I'm like, um, uh, I don't know. No, really, that's what I said. I, d- I said, I don't know if I want that. And then he began to pull up his, listen, he didn't have, he was like a man. And while I knew that he was, uh, I don't know if he was a power or a I don't know what he was. I honestly don't have a classification. All I know he w- is he wasn't like a little messenger angel. Like here, here's a scroll. He was like filled with juice and power. And so as he pulled up his cloak, he was all teeming with light, like sci-fi s- you know, surround sound. And it was all color and all moving. And he said, do you want to be plugged in? i'm crying and i'm on the ground now and i must have said in my spirit man yes <laughs> because the next thing was the big paw came on my hand and on my back and i was on the ground i don't know how long but then i went into a vision and i say that because i always thought like it was the experience with i really this is well crazy this went through this this week i always thought it was about the experience with the angel when that was good, but it wasn't Jesus, right? It wasn't the Lord himself, although he was sent from heaven. He was sent as a messenger, right? So I say this because all this is going on, and I, don't, I really don't care what you think. I don't think, care what you interpret this as. I know it was real. You can't tell me. You can try and cut my head off. I won't, I won't tell you any different. I know it was God. I know it was heaven invading my house. I know that I was on the ground weeping and crying for about an hour and a half. And then he began to, he just plugged me in. Now I'm thinking, I could die. Really, I'm thinking every atom in my body is now on fire. And then I go into this vision, and it's the Lord himself. And I see all of humanity. I see the line. It was, I can't tell you how I saw it. I just know I saw it. And it was a, the line of sin and death going all through the lineage of humanity. It was crazy. And I saw the Lord like a, what is it? I just started thinking. There's this, there's this saying, that uh, there's something in the scriptures that said that, uh, that the Lord woke up like a, like a man raised from drunkenness, right? That, this is the picture of the Lord I had. Not that he looked drunk, but he looked wild. And he took an ax. And he, and he just smashed into this tree stump. And I realized today, I realized this week, I realize. see, this is 10 years ago. And as I began to pray into it again, and I'm rehearsing it, I'm realizing it's the Lord himself at the cross. And when he took the ax and he cut the root, it broke all the curse of sin and death. No, that's what happened. When the Lord went to the cross and he gave himself and he died for humanity and he came up out of the earth. Listen, he he broke it. I can't describe, I'm telling you it was an axe. It wasn't the sword of the Lord. It was this axe that he pulled out and just whack. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil went toppling down. I say that to bring truth right now. Everything I've said to you previous to this, right, I want to open up because this is the deal. When the Lord came and he gave his life, he postured himself in humility, right? The foolish things that changed everything. And I think that we get used to the message of the gospel, So I went into that, and God began to minister to me, and He showed me that the keys—that was the keys—and He went down into wherever it is, hell, Hades. This, you know, depending on what you look at in your Bible, I don't know where it was, but it's where all the captivity was, and He set the captives free. Remember, He 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 took the captives from captivity and brought them out in that moment, and so I saw all this happening, and I'm like. You know, 10 years later, I'm figuring it out a little. Listen, this is a powerful, powerful, powerful thing that, it, a revelation that God wants us to understand, and it doesn't go outside of Scripture. It tells you, I'm telling you everything that Scripture already tells you. No, maybe it wasn't like, you know, the Lord speaks to you in different ways, and maybe it doesn't look like what you thought, but I'm telling you, he destroyed the law of sin and death in one moment. When God came in and gave life to his mortal body and pulled him up in a shaft of light out of death after he had gone down and set every captive free. Listen, this is the gospel. It is finished. When he said it's finished, it was done. When he said it was there was no more. Why 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 do we continue to want to go to the tree of knowledge of good and evil? to partake, to find out the next cool thing that we can find out. No, I'm talking about the church too, right? We want the next heavy revy. And God is saying, listen, would you go into the truth and understand what I've done by the cross and grab hold of that because there's nothing, nothing more that you need. Oh my goodness. There is just absolute drunkenness in the goodness of the gospel. You should not, listen, there is no room but death, hell, depression, sickness, disease, it's been broken by the power of the blood of Jesus. And so I say this to you today, not to bring you into my world. Well, I did. I brought you into my world a little bit, but I, the reality is not just toot my horn. It's the reality of God wants us to understand this. Go to Acts chapter twelve. How many? I I just feel like God wants to move us into this place where our minds are fixated. You're fixated. You, you cannot be, you cannot be distracted. This is time where none of us, not one of us, should be distracted. Right? And, and, and we need to divorce ourselves from natural thinking. <laughs> I'm going to talk, because I'm going to talk about an angelic experience that Peter had. You need to divorce yourself. Because we so hold on to what we know, what the scholars have said in the past. What, you know, really, Bible can, it's not, you know, I wholeheartedly believe in the word of God. But I do believe that the Lord is wanting to break us out of a mindset where we're, where we're thinking on such linear levels that we don't go, listen, revelation goes up. It moves up. When I enter into an, an, an engagement with God, it, shouldn't, it should end, it should end and begin with a question. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Because God didn't cause you, He didn't even design you to linear thinking. Oh, I don't even understand. linear thinking, meaning precept upon precept upon precept. We like that, but that's our carnal thinking. It's our. Man's wisdom trying to figure out what we need to get us to the next place. When you need one thing, one thing only: Jesus Christ, Him crucified and resurrected. That's the only thing I need. It's really if I engage with God on the place of on the power of resurrection. Sorry. So I want you to divorce yourself from this carnal world. Carnal thinking and do as the Lord told me, marry resurrected life thinking. What's the message of the kingdom? It's the message of God came and he resurrected. If Paul, if we go into what all the Pauline uh, ministry really, he was talking about what he said, we don't, if we don't have the resurrection, we've got nothing. If we don't have Christ crucified and he rose again, we have nothing. And the Lord is trying to, I don't know what's happening. So how many want (laughs) to, ready, I'll talk to the women. How many want to divorce the old man? Men, how many want to divorce the old man? Yeah, and that's where we need to be in a position where we divorce the old man you don't need him anymore you don't need her anymore she only thinks backwards and god's trying to think have you think forward how many want to think forward i tell you god is trying to pull out of the church himself he's and we gotta stop thinking about giftings and i'm i know we teach on them and all this stuff. But you got to stop thinking and lining up with that because it's always about trying to get the next thing. And I'm telling you, the one thing that we have is Christ, him crucified, and all power flows through the resurrection. All power. Because when you are plugged in, how many want to be plugged in? I want to be plugged in. The Lord wants to plug you into that. And I'm not talking some weird teaching, like, because I had some crazy experience. It is crazy. It is. But I believe that the Lord showed me clearly in the Bible everything that I just told you. Did it come by a crazy way? Yes, absolutely. Did it change my life and my perspective eternally? Yes. As far as the book of Ephesians and Colossians and most of the Pauline epistles, they were opened up to me like wild, like crazy, like I had no... Like, I had no understanding of it before, and then all of a sudden I could just read through it, and I'm just like, whoa. God wants to give you that, and I say that to say, you need an an angelic visitation? No. Don't hear me that. Don't hear that, because that's not what you need. May God choose to do that? Would you be okay with it? (laughs) You better be, because I'm just trying to talk you out of having carnal thinking. God wants to visit you. As a matter of fact, he already is. And and the church has got to come out of this like, I know there's a mystery in Christ that we just don't understand, and we're getting there, and God's going to unfold things. It's an ever-unfolding mystery, the mysteries of of the kingdom. It's ever-unfolding, but we're always trying to think our way into the next place. And God says, stop it. Knock it off here. Ready? We want to get free. Acts chapter 12. Just go to five. I'm just going to read the account, and I'm just going to hit a couple things, but we have this situation, right? James is killed, right? And uh, now, you know, Peter's getting locked up, right? Because he's defiant because he won't shut up because of the gospel right he won't stop we got to do something about him so we're going to lock him up we may kill him that was probably playing the next plan down the road right and so it says this peter was was therefore kept in prison but constant prayer was offered up to god come on somebody that means there's a prayer movement that doesn't stop that means that as we gather for prayer that's just one time the rest of your life you're in, you're in constant prayer. You're in constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You're not working up a prayer life. You're in constant communion with Jesus. And constant communion with Jesus brings the f- fruit and the, and the glory and, and the, the, the power of righteousness flowing through your life. It's just constant communion. You don't have to work it up. But you do, ready? You do have to spend time with him. You cannot, you can't manifest Jesus, you can't manifest him unless you're close with him, unless you're walking with him in union, right? We've already got the, you've already been unified, you've already been raised with him, you've already been in that place, but there's things that keep us stumbling, stumbling, and God's saying, come to me, just come to me. Just come to me. And I, right? So there has to be a mindset that is just broken because the Holy Spirit wants all of you, 100% of you. He doesn't want you lost in this. So there was constant prayer. And sometimes the prayer meaning is a soak, (laughs) and sometimes the prayer meaning is you're going after it. Because there's things that are trying to come at you. And sometimes there's a posture that we have to take in our prayers that is defying the powers of darkness. Why? Because Jesus already did it. But he's calling, ready? The enemy's still at work in the earth. And trying to take you out and take everyone else out. Wants to take everyone he can with him to where he's going. So listen, let's not forget there's a big world out there outside of here. Okay, verse 6. And, w- and when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping. Everyone say sleeping. sleeping. Yeah. Anyone ever feel sleepy in their walk? I think everyone in this place has felt sleepy at one point in their walk. May have been yesterday. <laughs> come on. May have been this afternoon. Like you just catch a couple snoozes before you get to church and the saints come dragging in. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We all go through sleepy seasons. And God, listen, it's okay. Look at your neighbor and say, it's okay. For a little while. Yeah. Okay. So he was chained between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping him in prison. Now behold, the angel of the Lord stood by him and the light shone in the prison. And he, was, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, arise quickly. Let's just stop there for a minute. Now, I want you to just get this picture. He's in jail. He's sleeping. The angel of the Lord shows up and smacks him. Yeah. Not kidding. Yeah. Because actually the word means strike repeatedly. How many need to be struck repeatedly sometimes? <laughs> Damon, I saw you. <laughs> I do too. So, don't, right? Honestly, sometimes the Lord's trying to shake us to get our attention. And I'm telling you, in these days that we live in, we need to get our minds off of all the, even I know, there's so many wild things happening. Right? We just went through COVID-19. We're through it. Ready? It's passed. Yeah. It's gone. Ready? It's going to be gone. It's just going to go away. Because you're not living in fear. You're living in life. You're not living in in torment because of the things that are going on. You're living in an abundant grace that you have that you're able to empower people around you. And you're not stuck in a rut because of all the things that are happening in the United States of America and the globe. No, God's got this and you're with him. And so we defy the powers of darkness that are working in the earth. Why do we pray constantly? Because they're trying to captivate us. They're trying to keep us captive. They're trying to keep us held down. They're trying to keep us locked up. And I'm telling you, God is opening up a fresh realm for the church in this hour that's not going to be held down by the things that are trying to come against it. It's going to be opened up. I don't care where we are, whether you're in Iraq, China, or America. You cannot hold back the resurrection power of God. It's just impossible. You can't. It's impossible. So it says that the light shone, and I just want to just can we just go there for a second because I realize that this same word, ready? I'll just get. I'm like way far away from where I was supposed to be. Acts chapter twelve verse five. When the angel tells him rise quickly, there's this word. It's Greek, arise, quickly. Means speedily. It doesn't mean, you know what quickly means? Quickly. Fast. Do it now. Ready? So, anistemi is the word that's arise, and it's to cause, to stand up, to rise up. Wait a second, aren't we talking about being raised with Christ? It's the same word that when Jesus was raised from the grave, it says that Jesus uh, arose from the grave that afternoon. It was like casual. I'm reading it in the gospel and I'm like, man, it's awful casual. Jesus arose from the grave and went to saw, see Mary Magdalene who had seven demons, who he delivered from seven demons. That is Jesus, right? She's now redeemed, but he's the first one, she's the first one to see him. I'm just saying, okay, maybe, just maybe, just maybe it was an angel. No, no. It was the glory of the Father that showed up. At the tomb of Christ. The angel showed up to Peter. Maybe he was engaged with the same glory that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Because it's the same word. And it's not just one place. It's when, when, uh, when Jesus goes and prays for the girl and says, Talitha, kumai. Rise up, girl. it's the same place. I'm not giving you the Bible. I'm not giving you the scriptures for that. But the reality is you've been called to rise up. What are you rising up from? You're rising up from the sleep. You're rising up. And it, and I, I find it interesting that the chains fell off of Peter. I find it interesting that the Holy Spirit came to set every captive free. It's actually the same word that when Jesus came and he came to the to the to the um temple and he opened the scroll. And it says he stood up and he began to proclaim, "I've come to set the captives free. I've come to heal every per- every broken heart. I've come Come on, Luke chapter 4 verse 18. He came to Set every captive free. It's the reality of him standing up into who he was called to be, into the very calling of Christ. It's the same word. Why would the Lord use this? Why would scripture continue to push this word? Because there's something that the believer needs to grab hold of. That is that when you are in a situation, when you think you can't get out, when you think all hope is lost, Jesus says, arise quickly. And I'm telling you quickly for a reason, because what happens is we get stuck, and we want to delay, and we want to put off, put off freedom, we want to put off another day, we want to just delay And I'm telling you, in this time, there is no more delay. God wants to open things up so that you're not sitting in a place where you're waiting and and maybe something's going to change. I'm telling you, no, something has to change because God called the inside of you to rise up and stand with him in heavenly places. It's not any place that we can linger. You can't linger in bondage. You can't linger in sickness. God's saying to every person in here and those listening online. It's every person, every person. I need 3 more weeks and I'll be okay. I need to think, and I'm not saying we don't think about healthy things, you know. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Listen, you need to twer- you need to be good stewards with your health. You need to be good stewards with your life. You need to be a good steward with everything that God has given you. Your family, your friends, your job. You need to be, God's calling you to steward well every single thing in your life. But when it when you feel the oppression of the enemy, when you feel the enemy coming at you, when you feel the, the tides against you, God says, rise up. Even to the point of rebel against it. Because that's another meaning for that same word. Rebel against it. Do not buy into it. Do not be very comfortable with the things that the enemy's trying to bring against you. It's the same word. In 1 Corinthians 15 51, it says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. You shall not all sleep, but you shall be changed. It's talking about the resurrection life, but I'm saying, are you waiting? Are you waiting for someday to live in the fullness of resurrection life? Because you don't have to. You don't have to. You want to? You don't have to. No, don't say yes. Yeah. And the Lord is saying that, right? It's the same word that Peter used when he raised Tabitha from the dead and he closed everyone out of the room. And some of you need to get some people out of the room. (laughs) Some of you need to walk in faith and get some people out of the room because the Lord is trying to get your attention, so that you're a vessel that releases resurrection life. Don't allow yourself to be stuck. And so, listen, I believe this, that the Lord is taken already. It's already happened. Why? Because I saw it. He's trying to, he is already taken down the tree of knowledge of good and evil, where we constantly go to for our information. He's trying, to knock, he's trying to get it knocked out of your head. It's already taken care of in the heavenlies. He's trying to knock that thing out of your head that continues to pull you back into walking in the ways that seem right to a man. But the end leads to death. Listen, the Holy Spirit is here to change and to crash. Listen, it's the same word. That said, the God of peace shall soon crush Satan under your feet. Quickly. 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 I believe this. Listen. There's so much. And here, I just want to look at this because I feel like the Lord says, We always get this invitation, right? The Lord always has an invitation for us. Whoever, (laughs) ready, everyone in this room, I can feel, I can sense hunger, right? I can sense the hunger in the room, right? But it's whosoever is thirsty, come and receive rivers. Come and receive the water that only comes from him. Come and receive that water. Come and receive. Whoever, whosoever. The thing here, Here, listen to me. Whosoever is thirsty. The work's already been done. The question is, who's thirsty? The Lord already did it. Do you want to step into it? And I... I say that because the reality is you're already there. That's the reality. But the other question is, are you living fully amped up with the resurrection life? No, that's that's the honest question that the church has to answer. Are we living in full strength of of the power of God? Are you living in such victory that you're like Jesus who said, no, the enemy, he's got nothing in me. Because that's where the true true mature sons live from. We were talking about maturity in giving, right? Last week, right? We're talking about living in this mature life. It comes from rising up, it comes from stepping in, it comes from not delaying because there is no more delay. See, he wants to flow with rivers. Living water into you right now in these moments, right? And I, I'm telling you, Jesus anoints without apology. Come on, help me, somebody. Jesus anoints with no apology. He anoints everyone in this room. He doesn't. There's not an. an everyone in this room is postured for a fresh anointing of, of God's oil, and he does it without apology. I can sense a divine shift happening. And, and the question is going to be will the church really divorce themselves from natural thinking? Will we give ourselves completely and embrace and marry a supernatural Jesus? He wants to break ceilings from generation to generation. That means what we have, our kids don't have to deal with. What this generation breaks through into, they don't have to deal with. But I'm telling you, I am into breaking every ceiling so that there's nothing left for the generations behind. We'd be the ones to bring in the coming of the Lord. Why, why is that so hard to conceive of? Why would, why would the Lord give you everything he de- has in him, being raised with him and seated in heavenly places so that we could almost get there? tonight. Because here's the reality. I've talked a lot of reality. (laughs) But perfect union with the Father is already given to you. Perfect relationship with Jesus is already given to you. He's just looking for those that will just embrace it. It's so Stand with me quick, quick, quick. Arise quickly. Come on, just receive right now. Let's just receive. You've been given perfect relationship. The embodiment of Jesus Christ's resurrected life is already inside of you. And what I want you to respond to tonight is, God, I want the fullness of this in my life. Not that you're just going to move forward and something's going to supernaturally activate or engage. Something just, you can't even explain it. And I truly believe. That you don't lack one good thing. We are all partakers of His divine nature. Remember last week. We are partakers. That means you've already received it. You're a partaker of what's already been accomplished. And you live from that place. So, again, tonight, if you need, if you're feeling like, God, I want to come forward and receive just a fresh, I'm just coming forward because I'm thirsty. I want some of that. I want... I just want to, I'm thirsty for that. I want some of it. If you have, if you have a situation in your body, if you have anything in your body that you need healing for, if you have any issue that you're struggling with, that depression, things that you, anxiety, anything that's keeping you from the fullness of what God wants to do in your life. I believe that the yoke of Jesus is in this place and that he'll take care of it. Just in a moment, just in a moment. So Father, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for everything, God, that you've accomplished. Lord, I thank you for perfect union with you in this room every one of us, that we're in perfect union, that our relationship is without flaw. And Lord, we engage with that truth right now, that we are not missing one thing. But your divine power has given us everything in life, in godliness. God, I just call forth Every person in this place, I call it forth right now. I call forth our, our lives in this engagement with you, Lord. I thank you that we're married to you and we have divorced. Natural thinking, carnal thinking, God.